Uh, so for you, maybe. <laughs> I think I like dicks. Not like that. <laughs> Sometimes my mouth moves and then I hear it. <laughs> Hello, gentle listeners. Welcome to the Diogenes Club podcast of Buffy, Slayer of the Vampires. There's Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Merry Christmas. <laughs> there are Christmas spoilers ahead and Christmas swears ahead. So if those aren't your thing, please turn off the Christmas podcast. <laughs> I just finished watching Luke Cage, and instead of swearing through most of it, he says, sweet Christmas. Because <laughs> <laughs> his father was a preacher man. <laughs> yeah, we won't be doing that because we say fuck all the time. We do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody else says fuck and shit. And, yeah. You know, because it's Netflix. Netflix is the new HBO. I like it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. They're much less Game of Throny, which I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So far, Netflix, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. Did you? I did. I guess so. Okay. Yeah. This time, we'll be discussing Buffy, Season 2, Episode 1, When She Was Bad, wherein we see what Slayers are like if they don't have friends and family and do have PTSD. (laughs) (laughs) As always, I am Jen, and this is Snard. Michelle. Yeah. We are the sisters, Tuck it. (laughs) We are indeed. And oh boy, this episode. (laughs) This episode teaches us a lot about Buffy's ability to hone in on exactly what will hurt the people who care about her the most, and uh, death is her gift, and also this. (laughs) It's almost Cordelia-like. It sure is. Like, that merge did not go as well as we had hoped. No, it really did. A <laughs> little, little over-merge. A little yeah. too much Cordy. Yeah, that bread was in the oven a little too long. And she kind of stole it from Cordy, because Cordy's like, okay. That's true. But she's I like a nice person. There's also something about her having died and come back. It feels like she's lost She came back something. with too much Cordy. She yeah, came back wrong. She came back, she did, for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Won't be the last. No. She came back, um, I mean, my, my personal theory is, she came back all Slayer. Like, oh, yeah. all Slayer all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what, I mean, well, like I said in the, in the thing, mm-hmm. this is what Slayers are like. Yes. 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 <laughs> so this is, I mean, this is what most Slayers have been like. This is what future Slayers we meet will be like. It's true. This is what, this is the Slayer experience for the most part. Like, <laughs> I'm guessing that 99% Worst of Slayers. part ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No shit. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> I kind of, I kind of like badass Buffy. I do like she badass tr- Buffy. She strays way into Buffy, though. Way into bitch, man. She strays oh, yeah. way and over there. I'll admit, this is the first time I struggle with Buffy. Absolutely, um, absolutely. I, partly because I'm not that empathetic to her situation, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, and and keep in mind, gentle listeners, we love Kendra and we love Faith, we do. and they are badasses. And we love so Buffy. We just sometimes yes. get a little, you know, we're not mad, we're disappointed. But we're but we're not expecting uh, Buffy to be the perfect superhero as her friends do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are totally fine with with uh, with badass Buffy, with cold ass Buffy, with Slayer Buffy. <laughs> It's bitch Buffy that we have a hard time yeah, with. Yeah, bitch Buffy. Well, and I, I just have a hard time relating. Maybe because I'm not that bitchy. Yeah, um, well, we're, we're nice girls from Utah, you know, yeah, well, so we don't, we don't quite. Nice. Well, for Utah, we're actually pretty mean. <laughs> <laughs> we're nice. We're just not quite as um proper. Yeah. 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 That's true. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I do have a little bit of a theory, maybe. I'm going to run past you before we get too far. Excellent. Because, so, you know, as... Like in our last episode and all the way through the first season, we saw the master really pulpitting all the time. You know, he was, it was always very vampire biblical. Yes. Right. So he was, he was a preacher of darkness and death. And, uh, and when he, you know, bit Buffy, when he killed Buffy, 
he basically like we talked about her being baptized well mm-hmm. he baptized her in a pool of that like he he baptized her in darkness yeah and, and so and i like that theory i think it also feeds into the um the main metaphor uh where buffy kind of has to pick the kind of adult she's going to be yeah totally and um and they all go through that phase of life oh absolutely yeah. and uh and so a lot of these um these struggles that Buffy has are picking what she wants to be when she grows up. Oh yes, that's and so I think point. that fits in there perfectly. Does yeah, she want does. to be the Cordelia kind of? Yeah. Does she you know queen be bitch, dark slayer Buffy? Does she want right. to be, um, you know, light bubbly but not as effective? Right. Buffy. And there's also I I do wonder because uh, after the gift she goes to heaven, right? And she's there long enough that she can remember it more clearly than more vividly than she remembers the real world. Indeed. Um, what if she was in heaven for that few minutes? That, I, I wondered that too. Yeah, like what if she was ripped out of heaven for the first time? Well, but she, she just—it w- was so quick. Well, we know she had a some kind of sense of consciousness mm-hmm. um, because she remembered what the master said about her dress when she was dead. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, so she had some kind of consciousness for sure um, that was there and uh, and and around. Right. Um, where did it go after that? Yeah. She doesn't mention watching Xander do CPR. So I mean, that's, that's, true. The, that's your traditional. Unless After she life experience, right? Entered the master's consciousness for some reason. Maybe. But if they were, if we're going with what they don't make explicit, then she would that's have true. moved on to heaven like she did yeah. the, the second time. Well, it makes sense because that's what she. Yeah, deserves. she's hovering outside of her body and all that kind of. I mean, it's a mm-hmm. typical afterlife description. You know, you hover outside yeah. your body, you watch EMTs work on you or whatever. In her case, it would be long enough to have the master say his little nice dress thing. Yeah. Uh, and then go well, off to he heaven. He says it like she can hear it. Yes. Too, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there is a part in this episode where it, I think it implies that uh, after you've watched the, the, well, everything that happens after the gift, mm-hmm. I think it absolutely Im- implies that um, Buffy doesn't want to be back. Yeah. Well, she, she definitely is, uh, after this, she's got a little Slayer death wish going on. Oh, yeah. She's, <laughs> As she's, Slayers do. Yeah. <laughs> well, like... Um, you know, later on, she says to Angel, when you kiss me, I want to die. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a, a couple other clues, but she, she definitely has that same energy that, like, Angel had when he was trying to do suicide by Slayer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And later on with Faith, when she's trying to have suicide by Buffy. Yeah. And then Buffy's trying to... Suicide by anybody for yeah. Faith. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Please, well, somebody. <laughs> I can't self-terminate. Somebody needs to help me out. There does <laughs> seem to be something about Slayerdom that doesn't let you... They just cannot self-terminate. Because no. if you had a brain in your head and you got the Slayer gift, <laughs> you'd just off yourself. You're like, have it. Take it. I don't want it. <laughs> you would think, but we yeah. don't hear a lot about Slayer suicide. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm, no, completely, really I'm completely convinced they cannot self-terminate. Yeah. So it's like Spike talks about in Fool for Love. Uh, where all of the slayers that he killed had a death wish. They were curious right. about death. And I think and I think we can confirm this. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, he kind of sounds like he's full of shit at the time, uh-huh. but I think he's totally right. No, but I think he's being sincere. <laughs> he I is. mean, he does sound like he's full of shit because we don't want to believe well, him. He's also trying to seduce Buffy, so you can never trust everything <laughs> that Spike says. But, a little bit. But I think I that Buffy has absolutely confirmed it for us because yeah. despite what she... Well, of course, her reaction is violent, as it is with Buffy when you tell her of the course, truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, yeah. I'm telling you the truth. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, I, I think he's totally telling the truth about them. And she is so full of life in the first season. Oh, yeah. And when she says, I'm 16 years old, I don't want to die. That's the only time we hear her say that. She never yep. proclaims self-preservation after this. I don't think she does. No, no she I really think she's doesn't. ready to go with it, however yeah. it goes. Yep. So after this, she's tasted death, and she's not 
too okay with it, you she's know? She's pretty okay with breaking the first rule of slang. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> like, even in the Cruciamentum, like, she's not upset because she might die. She's upset because Giles betrayed her. Right, and they stole her mom. Yeah. Yeah, like, she, and she charges right in there. She gets her shit totally. and she charges you in. You do not go after Buffy's friends or family. Especially not her mom. No. <laughs> no. Don't go after Buffy's mom. Well, I mean, you know, berserker rage is justified when somebody goes after your mom. Yeah, very true. <laughs> you know? But yeah, so I think yeah, she's Just try it with our mom, gentle listeners. <laughs> You'd be so dead. You'd be full of holes, man. We won't even have to help. She'll just kill you. <laughs> That's true. Mom will kill you before <laughs> we get totally a chance. Yeah. yeah, mom will kill you a lot. <laughs> she's a crazy good shot. <laughs> yeah, she is. It's really scary. <laughs> For a little while, I was telling her she should just hang her targets up in the window. I tried to get her to do that, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, great minds. I said, I said put it on the back door. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. So anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mom could be shooting somebody right now. Totally. I'd it's probably get a text. Like, shot somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the shovel? Shot the window. Come home. <laughs> 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 She'll say, have Michelle come take. <laughs> I'm a good digger, though. Are you a good digger? I'm a good digger. As long as my back holds out. I'm real good at digging stuff. I, uh, I channel my inner rage into yeah. digging things. Huh. Works, works pretty well. I channel my inner rage into whacking things with sticks. Shaped like swords. I don't really get an opportunity. That would be fun, though. You can always come over and play with me. But you're scary. <laughs> you, used, you used to beat me up when you were 12. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I'm not that sorry. <laughs> so how are martial arts going? Ow, ow. <laughs> Son of a... God damn it. It's gotten worse since then. <laughs> I bet. You didn't even have one of them black belts yeah. then. Yeah, I, I've uh, I've actually had guys that I'm training with argue over who's had to hold the pad for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun. So you're kind of like a slayer <laughs> of the vampires. Yeah, I, a little. Yeah, yes. with your own Gileses. <laughs> they are, yes, but they're not as British and not as... um Sexy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. If, if I had a... a watcher like giles i'd be training all the fucking <laughs> i don't care i'm asexual i, I just want to look at you <laughs> yeah well just... I'm, I'm gay as a goose and i want to look at him too <laughs> geese can be gay <laughs> they just need little rainbow things on them <laughs> you mean peacocks um that's what a gay goose would look like i guess <laughs> yes, it's, it's a, a peacock <laughs> <laughs> like it. go inside the changing room as a goose <laughs> come out as a peacock like, woo, look at me. I'm fabulous. A fabulous goose. A fabulous goose. That's something else. Yep. <laughs> I, I actually picture a goose with a little, uh, like a rainbow scarf on. <laughs> that's, a, that's gay as a goose. But, but how do you honk with a lisp? <laughs> <laughs> they hiss. That's true. They hiss, <laughs> they hiss like the bitchiest of, uh, of of drag queens ever. That's true. That's that's very true. And they are scary. They are scary. Yeah. Much like drag queens. Huh. And if you've never seen a fight between drag queens, you have not lived. <laughs> I, I haven't lived. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. We have digressed so far. <laughs> Tough. Yeah. Okay. So the episode. <laughs> the episode. Okay. Buffy's Darkness, Drag Queens, Gay Gooses, go. <laughs> <laughs> we open in the Sunnydale Cemetery. Uh, Xander and Willow are playing Name That Movie Line. Uh, we learn also that playing rock, paper, scissors with Xander is rather similar to playing it with Dean Winchester. <laughs> there are some similarities. I know. But Dean is so cute. He is. Oh. super cute. Uh, Xander says that it has been the most boring summer ever. 
However, as Willow points out, there have been no monsters. Xander, though, is looking forward to school starting, and Willow thinks that this is because Buffy will be back. Of course, Xander doesn't care about that, except when is she getting back again? Willow, though, (laughs) (laughs) hasn't heard a thing from Buffy, who is in L.A. with her dad uh, for months. Xander admits that he does care a little bit as a man with needs, and I'm firmly with Willow in the not wanting to know camp. (laughs) (laughs) He's got half-naked engravings. Yes, he does. <laughs> and and don't tell the girl who's lusting after you that you uh, are that into Buffy. It's just rude. <laughs> rude. Yeah. Rudeness. Although, okay. He's kind of being a dickish to Willow. In the fr- I don't know if there's their vibe or why they usually are, but he's being a little dickish. He is. He's, he is. But so teenage boys don't know how to handle this kind of situation. And I know this because I was a, a, a teenage girl. And um, I remember there was one guy, went to a dance with him. He was very sweet, mm-hmm. and I had a bit of a like an intellectual crush on him, but I just really wanted to be his friend. It's called a squish. Um, okay. Yeah, so I had a big squish on this guy. Didn't know what it was. I just knew I liked him. Right. And so I would go and kind of hunt him down after school and talk to him, and it was fun, and we'd laugh and, and everything. But he always, as soon as I got in the room, would suddenly start cuddling with whatever girl was nearby that wasn't me. Oh, yeah, I had girls do that, too. Yeah. Yep. So it's kind of like that. Yeah, I don't like it. And because I wasn't actually sexually interested in him, I never picked up on that hint. And he finally had to have a little talk about us in the hallway, which became very awkward for me because I was like, oh, no, I didn't mean it like that. And we we never really. Yeah, that's too bad. Anyway, (laughs) never recovered from that puppy. (laughs) Yeah, see, that's when you just just punch him. (laughs) (laughs) There should be more punching in the world. I I wholeheartedly agree. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we should we should start solving things Slayer style and see if that goes a little better. <laughs> Ever see? Actually, actually, gentle listeners, I have I have had this idea for a very long time. There should be a one punch law. If you are around people as witnesses and they can uh, they can verify that you are justified a punch, you get one free punch without getting arrested. <laughs> so if somebody, if somebody says something racist or sexist or totally egregious uh-huh. you just punch them real good you get your one punch and then if the cops show up the, your witnesses say no no it was a one punch and the cops are like okay thank you ma'am and if for you're your a one whatever. punch man then you're really in the clear because you have killed them you should really watch <laughs> yeah. one punch man or or if you're a vampire slayer you, you punch him to death and it's like well i'm just a little girl i don't know it's weird it's been lucky <laughs> no, punch. that's my defense all the time yeah <laughs> so <laughs> Xander and Willow continue to be cute with each other, and uh, Xander gets ice cream on Willow's nose, and they almost kiss. Note, however, that before the vampire even attacks, Xander pulls back, so they would not have kissed right then. Yeah, that's true. At all, you do see the doubt on his face. Yeah, he pulls right like, back. He's I mean, really, he, yeah. The reason the reason you see the vampire is because he pulls away. Yeah, he's, <laughs> oh, it's such a tough moment though because he seems to actually be into it. Right, but then and he then, decides. Oh, he's like, oh, it's a bad idea. You're my friend. Yeah. Whatever. That's a tough one. It's a yeah. tough little scene. Yeah, th- oh. this whole episode is so hard. It is. It hurts me. Because <laughs> it's like, well, I also think it's interesting that we have this moment before Buffy is bad. Yes. You know, so it's like, because Xander's also sort of the target. He's one of the problems um, in this episode. Or not the, the not the problems. He's one of the... Uh, the he kind of is a problem distress- at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's he's one of the ones that gets kind of the most flack. From Buffy. Yes. Um, during the episode. And so it's interesting that he does something fairly not okay at the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Like he's already off as her metaphor heart. 
Yeah, well, and that's off. that's another interesting thing is that her Buffy's heart and spirit are almost completely in sync and connected, but then they pull apart. Yeah, that is really interesting. Yeah. So. And then hmm. torture each other. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so no monsters all summer and now a vampire. However, they are saved by someone in a short skirt. And of course, we all know who that is. It's Buffy, <laughs> slayer of the vampires. She bids them hi. Very cute hair, Buffy. And kicks the vamp into a tree branch. Cute hair and also style points. Oh, yes. And and speaking of style, the mm. Scoobies are in traditional Scooby. Indeed. So Buffy, although she's wearing like a dark jacket, she's wearing her little wooby blue. Mm-hmm. And which might be the power blue. I am. I might be revising my idea of the blue. Yeah, everything is yeah. kind of in flux right now with That's the colors. True. Well, I, in the first season, I think sometimes blue means power. The person who has the power. Yeah. So, and, yeah. You know, and I nightmares, could. it seems to mean something a little different. Maybe it's that's the true. periwinkle that's a little different. Yeah, I think it is. Or it's it's maybe power is weakness in nightmares. Oh, true. You maybe know? she doesn't need... Well, maybe it's extra power. She doesn't need it because she's that's a true. vampire slayer vampire. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But, like, there's a certain couple times, like, um, when Luke is on the stage, he's in blue and Buffy's in red. And then when Buffy takes the stage, she's also in blue. So we, it'll keep happening. Yeah, yeah, we'll get it, we'll get a pattern we'll going. It. So yeah. I'll I'll, t- I'll discuss it a little more, but I'm, I'm revising my position on the blue. But yeah. anyway, Buffy's in blue, and yes. then the Scoobies are in orange and green. So yep. we're pretty close to traditional Scooby colors, which means that everything should be okay. It seems okay at first it because be she gives okay. them a little grin and she asks if they missed her. Yeah, and everything looks fine. Yeah, and that like killing a vampire on a tree. Style points. Style points. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's seriously awesome. But also maybe our first hint that. Uh, She's a little extra slayer. She's a little extra slayery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's advanced slaying for yeah, sure. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they did indeed miss her and are happy to see her. Xander gets in two hugs. Sigh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Buffy kids them, I guess, about being losers. Now, the last time we saw Buffy, she was calling the master a loser, which is fair. But the person who usually calls Xander and Willow losers is Cordelia. So while Buffy mm. is technically just teasing them, there's our first sign, I think, that Buffy isn't quite herself. That is a good sign. Mm. Mm. Oh, Buffy chastises them for not being prepared with stakes and crosses and such, but uh, Xander explains that there have, have, has been zero vampire activity all summer. Buffy comments that it's like they knew she was coming back, and the timing is pretty interesting. It is interesting <laughs> that things seem so calm without Buffy. I mean, like, even in the pack, Xander refers to how easy things were before Buffy came to town. Yep. yep. So, huh. But How funny. It could be that Hellmouth just lulls people into whatever denial while the Slayer isn't around. <laughs> like, there might have been a thousand different murders and we'd have no idea. <laughs> Population went from, like, 42,000 to 39,000. <laughs> yeah, well, the Slayer was gone. And they just quiet. Yeah. Just neck rupture. Neck rupture, neck rupture everywhere. Yeah, so um, when <laughs> asked... <neck> uh, <laughs> Is it from gingerbread? It is. Yeah, okay, right on. I keep mistaking it as neck hemorrhage, but as neck rubbish. <laughs> Necks just pop open <laughs> all the time. Yeah. yeah. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> when asked what she's been up to in LA, Buffy admits to hanging out and partying and chopping. No slaying. Hmm. We will learn in the future that LA is just teeming with vampires <laughs> and other demons, so maybe they're not in the suburbs, or maybe you have to be looking for them, and Buffy most certainly was not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Xander is pretty much all googly-eyed at Buffy, complimenting her slaying and her hair, and saying that they didn't have any fun without her. Willow disagrees, because obviously they did. (laughs) They tell Buffy that they buried the Master's bones as part of a whole ritual with robes and such. Buffy stares out at the Master's grave, accompanied by a little musical cue, so that's significant. Here's another sign that something's wrong with Buffy. They ask if she's seen Giles. You know, Giles, Buffy, your mentor and surrogate father. Ring a bell? 
She has no idea why she would talk to Giles and, and uh, when she'll just see him at school. Yeah. Nothing wrong there, no, obviously. No, nothing wrong. <laughs> no. Xander says that he's really glad she's back, and Buffy half-heartedly agrees and stares at the master's grave some more. Now, why would Buffy be avoiding Giles? Uh, we find out during this episode that she blames him, at least on a subconscious level, for putting her in danger. And I also think you can make the argument for Buffy of avoiding the one person who can see what's really going on with her. We know not only from watching the whole show, but also from season one, that Buffy bottles the things that bother her, um, other than being a vampire slayer. I'd say that's the trait we have seen the very most from Buffy. Oh, yeah. Uh, just taking examples from season one, she won't talk about her previous and un- obviously dead first watcher. She only brings up her knowledge of short uh, slayer lifespans when she's under stress and in shock. And she doesn't even call out her friends when they're being rude assholes who are hurting her feelings. Um, we did see in this episode that Giles actually does know <laughs> what's going on in her head. So I think that's the reason that she doesn't want to see him and why uh, when she does think about seeing him, she's loving their, shoving their relationship into a librarian student or watcher slayer instead of father-daughter. What do you think? Yeah, you I know? think that sounds accurate because we see Giles multiple times see straight through Buffy. Oh, yeah. He seems to just look her down and like, oh. Oh, yeah. I got well, it. Uh, like into season three. Because well, she has issues. Yeah. <laughs> when she comes back to Sunnydale. Oh, yeah. Three. Yeah. We and of course, and again, really he's, again, he's the last person she sees. Yeah. Yeah. Because he can just him so much. Oh yes, because that would be confronting something, and Buffy does not do that. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> and we've all been there. Oh yeah, we've all yeah. not talked to that one person <laughs> who we know could make it better. Definitely. Yeah, we're not quite as good at it as Buffy is. Buffy's no. a professional. <laughs> she, <is> a pro. <laughs> she, she levels up in avoidance big time. <laughs> in the summer's home, Joyce and Hank have a rather amicable relationship. I gotta say. Uh, she notes how very many clothes Hank bought for Buffy, gets in a couple of observ- observations when, about Buffy's lackluster performance in school, and asks how it went with Buffy in general. Hank says that Buffy was distant, and that nothing he did made it better, so he bought her shoes. <laughs> some <No>. hideous shoes. <laughs> I know. Speaking of drag queens. Wow. Those are drag queen shoes. Yeah, those I are I mean, totally... I love me some drag queens, and, you, yeah. and y'all make those shoes work, but teeny <laughs> yeah. tiny little blonde girls from California do oh. not make those, those shoes work. Those shoes love the nightlife. <laughs> they They've do. got to boogie. <laughs> At the disco. <laughs> Uh, you know, and okay, Hank, you did what you had to do. Too bad you're going to completely bail on your kid now, fucker. Yeah. Oh, and interesting. You pointed out that they have cityscapes behind them on the walls. They do. Where do these come from? I don't know. They've got two. They've got one yeah. behind Hank and one behind Joyce, like above Joyce's head and but below Hank. everything on, on Buffy's wall seems to kind of be in flux all the time. Yeah. So it seems to kind of represent what's going on. Like there was a dog poster that was bright red in the last one. Yes, there we was. we haven't seen. <laughs> we don't think so. And I don't know if we saw that corner of the room, but I sure don't remember cityscapes. Yeah. And we might be wrong. Yeah. There's a lot of shit going on in Buffy's room. That's we may true. have just missed them. But they are filming these two with the cityscapes <laughs> right. in the background regardless. One behind each parent. Yeah. So it's kind of like either they're both being sort of like the past city is over their corner over their corner over their shoulder right um or just something it's like or a buffy is still wishing she was in it like something like yeah, that something, something like that but we're definitely making conscious decisions there yeah, absolutely which is interesting visual language and it's i mean it's a weird mirror kind of thing too yeah uh, Joyce says that she's had the same problem connecting with Buffy. They almost was miss when she was burning stuff down. Well, they're going to ha- be happy in the next episode then. <laughs> <laughs> Careful what you wish for. In the background, foreshadowing, lights a cigarette. Uh, we can see here why Buffy doesn't want to see Giles. Her own parents have no idea what's going on with her, and that's safe. Giles, though, if Buffy is trying to avoid thinking about the trauma of totally dying, is not safe. Oh, yeah. At school... Cordelia's summer vacation was a was a beachless nightmare, oh a hellscape of art and buildings and culture. Oh, the horror. Although she thinks that, that that sort of eldritch nightmare is good for building character, she says she already had a lot of that. She wonders if it's possible to have too much character, and well, 
We're going to find out that it's possible for Buffy to have too much Cordelia character for sure. It's true. And it's Snyder. <laughs> it is Snyder. Well, and this little Cordelia monologue reminds me so much of in 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, when it's just the cut in the hall of like, I know you can be overwhelmed and you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? I, I love Cordelia speak. I know, it's so I much it fun. Yeah. <laughs> and her little lackeys are just like, uh-huh. They're eating it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's better than being alone all by yourself. It's true. <laughs> yeah, Snyder. So Snyder, he's dealing with his own eldritch hellscape with actual <laughs> students in an actual school. It's terrible, truly. Giles questions Snyder's chosen profession, and there is true awesomeness as Snyder is dis- disgusted by pretty girls turning boys into gibbering fools just as Jenny Callender sashays up and Giles loses all five of his le- the languages he knows. <laughs> <laughs> she's loving it oh yeah as snyder <laughs> narrates she looks giles up and down and and giles looks absolutely gorgeous with oh, a fabulous yeah. shirt tie jacket combo well, he's like released the hair a little bit. oh yeah he yeah. looks great uh they leave for the faculty room as snyder finishes his speech with i might as well be talking to myself <laughs> <laughs> it's so brilliant it is great Oh, and yeah. his delivery is always so perfect. Oh, Armin Shimmerman is the, <laughs> the man. <laughs> so Giles and Jenny Callender have graduated from snarky flirting to real flirting. She tells him about her summer at Burning Man. She takes great delight in having done some stuff that he would have hated with a fiery passion. And so much happens at Burning Man. I don't know if this is a thing anywhere else or if it's just here. But I know so many people that go to Burning Man every year. <laughs> and it's like a thing. And they come back with like stories about like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even. Yeah. Yeah. It seems pretty crazy. And, and uh, so she yeah. teases him a little bit. And Giles is stuck on how she did naked mud dances. <laughs> oh, um, and that is probably the tamest thing she yeah. did at Burning and I, Man. And I'm with you, Giles. Uh, he <laughs> thinks... <laughs> and his, his little... Se- naked? Naked. <laughs> he thinks she, uh, she, should, she would find his summer of reading to be frightfully dull. And she turns up the flirting to 11 and says it would be ten- depend on the book. I'm with you, Jenny. <laughs> Probably something about death. <laughs> she likes it. Uh, Willow and Xander interrupt the blazing eye contact. Happy to see Giles. <laughs> he doesn't want Xander to call him G-Man, though. <laughs> Buffy joins them looking a little uncomfortable. Giles asks her rather sweetly how she is. And she says she's alive and kicking. Mm-hmm. Issues. 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 Uh, Willow has forgotten about keeping the slaying quiet and announces loudly <laughs> that Buffy killed a vampire the night before. And Buffy's spirit always did have a hard, have a hard time uh, keeping quiet about slaying. Well, much like Buffy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just bleh. <laughs> like, Come out of the closet. Asbestos Come out of the closet. and stuff. and <laughs> <laughs> Buffy's all, dude, shh. <laughs> quiet. <laughs> Jenny thought that with the, the death of the master and the closing of the Hellmouth, the vampire problem would have resolved itself. But Giles says that the Hellmouth energy will always attract the nasties. Giles wonders if there's a reason why the vampires are popping up again, and Buffy says that he's the watcher and she just works there. So yeah, Buffy's trying to be all business for sure. Yeah, she's yeah. also kind of fake Buffy dressing, like the white shirt over uh. this purple. It's like she's trying to be normal. The other two look pretty normal. Interesting. But yeah, it's like she has this weird kind of Edgar suit thing going on. Yeah, the Buffy suit. Yeah, the Buffy yeah. suit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Edgar suit is reference for Men in Black. If you haven't seen it, I pity yes. you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just D'Onofrio. Uh, Giles decides that uh, it's book time, which means Xander just won a bet with Willow. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, Giles just glares daggers like, at him. like, God, teenagers, <laughs> I couldn't possibly. I'm going to go think about Jenny Calendar and Naked Mudentes. <laughs> as he should. Yes. As, uh, as they're on their way to class, Giles suggests that Buffy, when Buffy's ready, they could do some training. 
She's still distant, but says she's ready. He offers her more time, but she's ready. Okay, Buffy. Training after school, yes. Buffy is very enthusiastic, isn't she? She beats on Giles with a quarterstaff and then starts getting PTSD flashbacks to the master and kills the shit out of a practice dummy. She declares rather uh, frantically, frenetically, something, that she's ready for whatever the bad guys have planned next. And by the look on Giles' face, he is definitely figuring things out. Oh, yeah. And there's a look on his face in the middle of the training montage where it's you can see him piecing something together. Oh, yeah. It's like, clicking. Yeah, and it's clicking with him. Mm-hmm. It's not just clicking from the oh, outside. Yeah. It's clicking internally with him. Perhaps he's he had seen... a past trauma. Yeah, perhaps. He's hmm. been here before. Maybe he's died before or been in a similar like situation. Maybe somebody very close to him has died. Yes. So, hmm. yeah, he's, he's definitely Perhaps while this. channeling some kind of demon. Hmm. Whatever. <laughs> chance yeah maybe yeah. you know you never know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i love this acting you can just see it like yeah. going inside of him and then back out and understanding yep. i mean to the point where he knows it so well he recognizes it immediately oh yeah oh this is what it is she is traumatized by the thing mm-hmm. yeah uh in a warehouse of some kind we're getting a dramatic vampire speech from a dramatic vampire named absalom the he show wants to be a preacher so I know, bad. this show and the quasi-biblical <laughs> vampires <laughs> oh they are followers of the Anointed One, and they have something planned for the next three days. Buffy is brooding in the student lounge, and this is a dream, so we'll treat it this way from the very beginning. Dream Xander and Dream Willow are trying to get Buffy's attention, and she announces that she's fine, just fine. Totally fine. Dream Willow asks uh, what Buffy was thinking about. Dream Willow, by the way, has an apple. Uh, we could definitely read a lot into that biblically, since you can't really go back after you've eaten from the Tree of Knowledge and gotten kicked out of paradise. You know? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Dream Xander has a power bar. Buffy is super powered, isn't she? Buffy's heart and spirit aren't happy with their snacks, so they switch. Buffy's heart wants knowledge and her spirit wants power. I'm probably reading too much into this, but hey, it's our podcast. (laughs) Although, I mean, even after seeing the set dressing, Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything going to chance. It's kind of, I mean, it's interesting stuff to pull out. It is, And uh, and also, I mean, real Xander wants knowledge. If we remember how many times he has gleefully reported information that no one else has. We all, including Xander, see him as a big dumb guy. So, of course, he wants knowledge. Uh, Real Willow wants power, and she will get it. She will definitely (laughs) get it. And behind Willow, there's a little sign that says, uh, do you plan your schedule around this habit? (laughs) And then it's like, it looks like Buffy and Willow watching TV. I just think it's so cute. I don't know if it has anything to do with anything. It's just adorable. It is adorable. And, of course, habits. I always think of Angelus. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) Fan of nuns. Fan of nuns. Bad, bad fan of nuns. Worst fan of nuns ever. (laughs) So, uh... Dream Xander and Dream Willow are trying to figure out what's wrong with Buffy. Dream Xander says that they're her bosom friends. Friends of her bosom. Of course, Buffy knows that Xander is attracted to her, so that's, that is a fair place in a dream. Mm-hmm. But the heart is found in the chest, and according to most philosophies, so is the spirit. So they're friends oh, of her yes, bosom. Oh, that's true. Uh, they ask what Buffy did last night. She says she slept and had weird dreams. Dr- Dream Xander, which I love, points out that dreams are meaningful. <laughs> and how? <laughs> I've been going about this, on about this one for a while. We're not even halfway through it. <laughs> <laughs> dream Willow reveals that she had a dream about Xander and then backpedals. I looked for metaphors here, but all I could come up with is that Buffy totally ships Willow and Xander, which oh, is cute and definitely consistent. There's no way with her timing that she didn't see them almost kiss. Yeah, I bet she was excited, too. Yeah, well, probably. Well, for Willow. Yes. Well, yeah. and, and for getting Xander off her, I mean, it, it's a win-win for yeah. Buffy. <laughs> That's very true. But yeah, I just don't see how she wouldn't have not seen them. Which makes, which honestly makes her behavior later in the episode that much worse. It really does. But I'm also willing to go there. 
oh yeah buffy would know, totally use that information and, and cut him because that's yeah, what buffy does she totally would because like why does she go after xander and angel and giles without really going after willow well, she totally goes after Willow. She does. Just in a more subtle way, as girls will do. That's, that's very true. <laughs> but it's even less subtle if she saw them kiss. Yes. Or almost kiss. But I, to her, it probably looked like one because there's a fucking vampire in there. Right. And I, I, I would not doubt that Buffy saw that and used it mm-hmm. because that's how Buffy is. Yeah. Buffy will the take the least, worst thing you've ever done and throw it right in your face for you. True. <laughs> well, at the very least, she saw it out of the corner of her eye like with that Slayer knowledge thing. Oh, you the know? Slayer sense. The, yeah, the, the underdeveloped Slayer sense. Slayer Oh, oh, so yeah. it can't it can't sense vampires except for a couple of times, but it can sense her friends almost kissing. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And, and, the, and the fashion sense, of course. Yeah. Well, the, the yeah. people almost kissing, like sexual tension, that's got to go along with the fashion sense thing, I'm right? totally seeing this as the Terminator thing or the Buffy bot kind of thing, <laughs> where it's like... <laughs> or like, if you all play Fallout, <laughs> like the, you know, the, uh-huh. yeah, the little, anyway, yeah. the shooting thing. No, I'm there with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Oh, so Dream Giles in a red sweater finds Buffy. Oh, a bright red sweater. And really red. Tie. Yes. Yes. So run, Buffy. This yeah. is not good. Uh, she she says he looks worried, and he explains that he thinks uh, he knows what the vampires are up to. And uh, Buffy uh, reassures him that they'll deal with it. And Anthony Stewart head flips so beautifully oh, here. It, he turns from nice, sweet Giles to death Giles, and not even Ripper. This is something. Else. This is yes, absolutely. And he. This is Death Giles. Yeah. I mean, this is... It like is. It's Death Giles. And he gives me chills every time. I've seen mm-hmm. this like 35 times. Yep. And it still freaks me out. Because he kind of looks to the side, and when he looks back, that's not Giles anymore. No. It's not Giles, and it's not Ripper. It's a it's big scary... Else. It's a scary it's thing. super scary. So Dreams, Dream Giles chuckles and says that having killed her once, killing her again shouldn't be too difficult. So this, this sequence is working on a couple of different levels, too. As I mentioned earlier, uh, Buffy's subconscious blames Giles for her death. As Giles undoubtedly blames himself, uh, we saw as much in Nightmares when he said, I failed my, in my duty to protect you. Uh, we also have our overarching metaphor of Buffy's maturation into adulthood, so she sees Giles as literally killing her childhood. Uh, also, we can't forget that Giles is Buffy's mind, as we're seeing in this episode so far. Buffy isn't in control of her mind. She's having flashbacks, her mind is turning against her, and she's even going to start trying to destroy everything she has built for herself in Sunnydale. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Dream Giles, much to Buffy's astonishment, backhands her and starts viciously uh, to strangle her. Like really fucking hard. And he has murder in his face. He does. (laughs) I don't even know how you could know Giles in real life and then have this kind of nightmare. Yeah. And I've I've had some scary nightmares where people have like turned on me and stuff. And I I don't know if I could make the leap between Giles and this. Yeah. It's a pretty big moment, really. Yeah. Um, Dream Willow and Dream Xander are completely ignoring Buffy's plight here. So on one level... Buffy doesn't feel that they can uh, protect her or even that they care about her. On another level, are Buffy's heart and spirit okay with dying? Oh. Yeah. They're even smiling at each other. They sure are perfectly happy. Yeah, I like think nothing's wrong. They're just eating their snacks. Yeah, I think that'll be echoed later in the episode as well. True. Yeah, actually, even the way they're eating, because like, Xander's sort of exceptionally messy. Yeah. And, uh, and <laughs> Dream Xander, I should say. Dream Xander. <laughs> and Dream Willow has taken the uh, Joyce Summers approach <laughs> to <laughs> the, the power bar. <laughs> the delicate... <laughs> Yes. A delicate crumb yeah, eating. Like, we don't even know if she's like eating anything. She's just yeah. kind of like putting her fingers to her mouth and chewing. Because <laughs> there are a lot of fucking takes, man. Yeah. <laughs> and no one can eat that much power bar. No. Those things are gross. It's a lot of power bar. Especially back then. Those were gross. There's yeah. some pretty good power bar like things now. But though, though the Whole Foods, I know. <laughs> those were just like protein with protein in them back then. It was gross. Yeah. It was like peanut butter flavored. Peanut, peanut butter flavored protein is what it was. Like it was powdery and weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. So um, meanwhile, 
uh, her mind is what is trying to kill her, uh, and uh, Buffy is in some severe turmoil, uh, no matter how you slice it. Oh, uh, by the way, gentle listeners, if you've been wondering what Buffy is in this little stew of uh, heart, mind, and spirit, uh, Buffy is Manus, the hand. She's the one who's, who acts. Uh, we find out much, much later in the series that the symbol for Manus is two hands uh, crossed. One hand is open and one hand is a fist. In the first season, Buffy was the open hand. Uh, she would act in order to slay evil at all, but she was kind. Now, however, and until the very end of this episode, we are seeing the clenched fist. From now on in the series, it will be a combination of both. I'm bringing up uh, Buffy as the hand right now because as she's fighting Dream Giles, she has one hand in a fist grabbing his jacket and the other hand open on his face. It looks completely awkward and unnatural, which oh. is why it's notable. I want to say this is also a tarot card. I want to say it's like the... Yeah, it's when they're doing the thing that the, the, and he flips well, yeah, over Manus. That, but I, I think it's actually a tarot card. I think it's like the Ace of Wands or something like that. I oh, interesting. I'm, I'm picturing like a closed fist holding a flame. You know, like oh, a, and, and then, then another open one hand. beneath it. I'll have to do my research on that one because there's so many different tarot decks in the <laughs> world. Um, but it's coming to mind. So I'll let you know. I'll yeah, definitely. And, and if gentle listeners, if any of you know off the top of your head, please help a girl out. Yeah, but I, that was interesting imposition of her hands, for that, sure. That, that's Because it really catch. sticks out because she's putting her hand over his mouth and mm-hmm. then it's kind of on the side of his cheek. But she's got, got her other hand kind of crossed over. Yeah, it was. It was the positioning yeah. was just weird. And, and usually the... The physicality of the show is quite smooth, and oh, it yeah. just—it well, always she stuck never out to me. would have gotten down on that table, right? In you know IRL. So she's kind of—it's—it's it's almost like it's a debate between the closed fist and the open hand. Yeah, right oh, there. That's a really good catch. That's a good one. It's, I thought it was weird. I'm yeah. sure it means nothing, but we're gonna go with it. Again, I don't <laughs> think, I think these guys know their shit. I man. think so too. Like, it was yeah, going you know, there. Yeah, but you know, gentle listeners, watch that scene. Let us know if you think we're full of crap or if we're onto something. Yeah, but if if you were a mythology nerd. As we are swiftly becoming, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you had a a chance to just give all of this in there and see if anybody picks it up. Oh, I put everything in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I think that's what they're doing. I mean, stuff that we find out from Angel that we were looking at the other day. Yeah. Which you will get later. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like even that stuff, it's like I never even noticed that. Yeah. So there's a lot of things. I think if if you had this knowledge and you had the ability to put it into a piece of art like this, you'd do it. Absolutely. And I do it too, so. Yeah, because why do all this metaphor if you're not going to put little sprinkles? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Buffy does, in fact, uh, finally Scooby-Doo Giles, (laughs) or (laughs) Dream Giles here, pulling off his mask to reveal the master. Perhaps a reference to the PTSD lurking in her mind? Uh, By the way, adding some extra significance to this scene, and especially the next, that is not Mark Metcalf playing the master in Buffy's dream. It's David Boreanaz. I didn't believe it. I rewound it. It's true. It's totally David Boreanaz. It's totally David Boreanaz. And, uh, I mean, they could have gotten any random person or even Anthony Stewart had to play the master for two seconds here if Mark Metcalf couldn't. So it's meaningful that they had Boreanaz do it. Um, oh, and yeah. on, on an unconscious level, we know that it's him. Um, one of the things our brains do best is recognize faces, even to the point where we see faces when there are no faces. It's, it's called pareidolia. Um, that's why we see the man in the moon. So even if we don't say consciously hey that's david boreanis in the master's mask our brains have absorbed it and they know mm-hmm. <laughs> they're telling us that buffy feels betrayed by angel as she'll show us now yes. <laughs> so buffy wakes from her dream uh her white sheets so prominent throughout the first season are not white anymore nor and is she sleeping white in white oh yeah, yeah. She, uh, just cast but that I, off i don't think she sleeps in white after this we'll have to watch but yeah. i don't think she does either but yeah i, I, I think she's got i think these are the jammies yeah i kind of <laughs> went through really quickly after i noticed that hmm. um like it, it, we'll have to watch for it more but mm-hmm. yeah she doesn't wear white she definitely wore white in the last episode well she's abandoned her childhood so 
That's true, yeah. So she doesn't have this beautiful, like, the very first thing we see of Buffy is her in the white bed. Yeah, when she's having white. that first dream. Yeah, and it's just this gorgeous vision. Yeah. And now she's wearing, you know, like, kind of normal Striped. stuff. And, and yeah. I've got to say, she went from sleeping in, like, a tank uh, and, and jammy pants or uh, shorts or whatever to adult jammies. Yeah. Like, with the buttons down the front and the stripes and everything, she's definitely... Yeah, she totally did. And yeah. her, her pillow covers and everything are not white anymore either. Yeah, I mean... So. Which is silly, Buffy. You don't have to change your jammies if you're going to be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I still sleep in boxers in a tank. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you don't have to have official jammies. Crazy Buffy. I, I, sometimes I sleep in whatever I was wearing. Oh, yeah. Pants. I've done that, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when I, when I, so some of my shifts are until like 11, 1130 at night. I just basically come home, get a drink and a snack, and then climb into bed. Well, you just have to take off like, the uncomfortable yeah. jeans, and then you're yeah. good to go. Jeans you know? and bra. Go oh, to yeah. sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Or just wear a comfortable bra all day. You can fall asleep in. <laughs> no, 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 no. No bra. <laughs> the girls don't like it. No, no. <laughs> they feel very contained. <laughs> Let us be free. They want to, they want to run and run. <laughs> There's a sweatiness issue. It's just, yeah, it's, that's yeah, true. This is TMI. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, my, mine are getting a little saggy, so I got to wear a little sports bra yeah. or something when I sleep because well, they I, get under I my armpits. I too, but shit. I got to change them. Gotcha. I gotta change it. I can't. Oh, from the the yeah. the day bra to the sleepy bra. Yeah, totally. Gotcha. Otherwise, it's just because I sweat at work. You know, I do. Right. Oh yeah, labor. you don't want the chafing. Yeah. 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 No chafing boobs. Yeah, and sometimes there's like shit in there, like <laughs> not literally, but like. Um, <laughs> I would so hope not. for example, oh, like we went to Rocky Horror and we were pulling yeah, rice out of our boobs. Totally rice, but like it happens every day. So you know, when when I was working up front um, as a checker during cherry season, for example, there were like cherry stems. <laughs> All up in my bra every day. <laughs> Sometimes there's rice. Now I'm back, you know, doing like if I pour bulk, I end up with like almonds and peanuts. I've got snacks for days. <laughs> so right in the bazoobums. Yeah, totally. Yeah. The bazoobums. The bazoobums <laughs> snacks. Yeah. Um, like right now it's Christmas season, so it's usually well, some like kind tinsel. of like, yeah, totally. It's like, poinsettias um yeah we well, we have all these rosemary trees oh um, so we have like i get rosemary or we're getting a lot of sugar and baking supplies and those don't usually get all the way intact all the way to the store <laughs> so there's at least one or two bags of flour that get all up in there it's like making bread <laughs> bake a cake yeah it's like bake a lovely <laughs> almond cake rosemary bacaccia <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i can't just sleep in that shit that's gross agreed oh so um, <laughs> Buffy sees Angel by her open window. He's already been invited in, but he asks permission again. Uh, he asks oh, how she so is. Sweet. I know, he's so cute. It's, this whole episode, he's like the patience yeah. of a fucking saint. He really is. Well, and, and the way he looks at her through the, in this first yeah. scene with the window, he really has missed her. He's really he has. so sweetly happy to see her. And kind of despite himself, because he probably didn't want to miss her. Oh, no. no. Yeah. Dude's 200-something years old. He doesn't yeah, want to be with a teenager. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> he's not enjoying he knows, the position. He knows he's this in. is doomed. He knows it's a bad idea. He knows that they're like the age difference alone yep. and the Slayer vampire, but he just... He can't help it. He really likes Because he's her. cute. Uh, he asks how she is, and she sarcastically says that she's peachy, but her sheets and jammies are echoing that line, <laughs> telling us to pay attention to color. Yeah, she I is peachy. apricot. Yeah, it's yeah. close enough, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I Buffy usually wouldn't say she's peachy. I don't think. Maybe she has before. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. But it's the line kind of sticks out. So I think they're saying, pay attention to color right now because she's not of white anymore. Yeah. Uh, and Buffy shows us her talent for insults as she immediately starts referencing how Angel is totally a vampire. Oof. Angel is uh, there to warn her about the newest danger, and Buffy is not happy about that. He apologizes, and she gets another dig about his cousins being in town for a family barbecue. He tells her that the Anointed One has been gathering a vampire army. He's concerned that she's not concerned. 
He warns her not to underestimate the Anointed One because his followers are loyal and dangerous. Buffy shrugs that off and tells him that he interrupted a really good dream, and we should be especially concerned because they both know she's lying, but she's really, really good at lying here. Yeah, this she is. is not. Yeah, this oh, it's is so not cutting too. Oh yeah, like the way she says it is just like fuck. And off. it's a flawless lie. Yeah. Uh, and this is not the Buffy we know from the first season. This is someone else. And since we've all watched the show and we've seen other characters who act like this, we even know who it is. This is the Slayer. Yep. Uh, Angel leaves saying he missed her. I can't quite figure out if Buffy uh, answers I missed you or asks I missed you. Uh, but either way, he's yeah, gone. It's, well, yeah, it takes her a minute to reply and then he's gone. And she has that just flash of Buffiness. Yeah. She's like, oh. For just a second. Yeah. And she watches him, you know, watches the empty window and all that kind of stuff. And she seems sad for a second. But uh, the next morning, Joyce is driving Buffy to school. The song that's playing is It Doesn't Matter. And Buffy's got her It Doesn't Matter sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> As I said when we were watching the episode, deflector shields are up. Oh, Captain, yes. <laughs> uh, I would highly recommend looking up the lyrics to this song. Because it's, yes. <laughs> Joyce is trying to get Buffy to open up and having absolutely no luck. Uh, what with the monosyllabic answers and blank stares <laughs> of the teenager. Uh, at school, Willow and Xander are asking Buffy about Angel, but Buffy is all Slayer. She uh, only wants to talk about vampires. She's even wearing like a really military-like outfit. She is. Yeah, like this is, it's still Buffy colors. Like, we're not deviating from the Buffy, Buffy colors. Buffy colors, but not Buffy style. No, definitely this not. Is this like, is, this is actually an outfit you could kill a vampire in, totally. like, which is unusual for Buffy. We're, we're almost, like, um, in initiative territory. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. she's at the uh, sort of the automaton kind of a thing. Totally. And we know that how Buffy dresses relates to how she feels about mm -hmm. being a slayer. Absolutely. So, actually, no, this isn't, this isn't initiative Buffy. This is alternate world Buffy. This is Cleveland Hellmouth Buffy. Oh, the wish Buffy. Yeah. Oh it God, kind it of totally is. is. It, it totally is. And she, yeah. I mean, she's acting like the Wish Buffy. Yeah, she totally. So yeah, this is Slayer Buffy. This is utilitarian, yeah, is, military inspired. She is absolutely Slayer Buffy. Yeah, yeah, with a little. It is. And when she's around humans, she becomes the uh, Cordelia Slayer Buffy, <laughs> not the Slayer Cordelia, Ooh, but yeah. I, I'll say Slayer Cordelia Buffy. We'll call mm -hmm. it that. <laughs> yeah. And I've I've got to say right here there is a nice touch by the prop department uh new school year means new locker so buffy doesn't have many decorations in hers yet she has like three stickers mm -hmm. uh especially compared to what we saw last season uh this probably also reflects B uh, buffy's reluctance to commit to her human life after being dead yeah definitely yeah uh buffy is isolating herself in this scene too she tells willow to grow up and refuses to tell uh, them what angel said about the anointed one dismissing it as nothing i can't handle slayer 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 uh, Xander, all the world. <laughs> yeah, she sure is. Xander says that they should go to the bronze that night because Chibamato will be there. Buffy doesn't really respond. She kind of looks like she's trying to find an excuse not to go, but she doesn't mm -hmm. have a chance. Uh, Cordelia comes out of class very noncommittally, calling them the Three Musketeers. Uh, they point out that that <laughs> wasn't one of her snappier insults. Also, since she's the, dressed like a Scooby. I'm she just going to point out. She is completely dressed like she belongs with the Scoobies. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And uh, yeah, so they point out that it wasn't one of her snappier insults since the Three Musketeers are, are cool. And also very tasty. Uh, Cordy agrees. <laughs> which I love. I love. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Notably, Cordelia doesn't retry her insult because she wasn't really trying to insult them in the first place. And asks if they've been doing any demon slaying. Uh, Willow and Xander try to cover in case well, anybody... Willow's the one that corrects her. It's like, Willow, you did this earlier. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, I mean, honestly, Cordy hasn't had to talk about you know, not spilling the beans on this kind of stuff. So, right. I mean, 
okay, so <laughs> it's it's okay. Well, a hilarious thing is is when Xander's talking about their personal demons. He says like lust and turns to Buffy and thrift and turns to Willow, <laughs> <laughs> which is so bad but really <laughs> funny. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Oh yeah, so uh, so Willow and Xander could have cover, and that's part of that. Uh, in case any nearby ears heard the demon part and. Xander's really nice here. He pulls Cordy aside and he's like, okay, we don't talk about that stuff. Because he, yeah. he realizes she hasn't had to talk. And Willow realizes she hasn't had to talk. Well, Buffy's a bitch. So Buffy actually insults them where Cordelia didn't. <laughs> saying that their earlier suggestion of stooges is just about right. <laughs> so um, Cordelia really wants to talk about demons and vampires. And Buffy insults her too. <laughs> while yeah. Xander's, you know, he's patient. He explains the whole thing, like I said a minute ago. And uh, that Cordy can't go around telling everybody about slaying. The worry that Cordelia has been telling people, but she would never admit to hanging out with them. <laughs> There's our Cordy. I was getting worried, man. <laughs> Cordelia, it's Cordelia. still in good humor. <laughs> I know. Oh, I love it. Uh, Cordelia says she doesn't even like to think about it. And while Cordy is talking about the master, Buffy clearly goes to PTSD land for just a second in her head, too, because Cordelia is Buffy's shadow self, and she's telling us what Buffy can't. Cordy assures Buffy that she'll keep the secret. So naturally, this new Buffy slams Cordelia and leaves, and Cordy and Willow are like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) That was Uh, way too good. Just like Buffy was too good at lying. She's way way too too good good at that. Yeah, zing. Yeah, usually usually her insults, like the best one she's had to date was, you you have fruit punch now. Right. Like that's and a couple of those. Oh, Quippy with vampires. She's yeah, been like Quippy, Quippy with vampires, vampires but yeah, she hasn't but been. Is, she usually freezes up when Cordy insults her and stuff true. like that. Yeah, and Cordy like, didn't even insult her. She was really nice. I don't nice. even like chocolate. Right. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> and Cordy was been really, really nice. She's like, hey, mm-hmm. I'll keep your secret. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> At the bronze. Woo. Hold on to your hats, gentle yeah, listeners. The next couple of scenes are going to be really uncomfortable. It's one of the hardest parts of Buffy to watch. Oh, boy. Oh. Willow is trying to convince Xander that something's wrong with Buffy, insisting that she's mean now and never was before. Xander is playing, uh, paying very little attention, completely dismissing Willow because he's waiting for Buffy. Willow breaks my heart by putting ice cream on her nose to see if she can get him to notice. And he just points it out, still looking for Buffy, and Willow's face falls. So sad. <sighs> God. Oh, Xander. Damn it, Xander. God. In the cemetery... It looks like Giles' ritual involved marking exactly where the master was buried with four crosses. <laughs> and I just can't. <laughs> so, and obviously, like, the cemetery groundskeepers have not touched this. Well, it's Sunningdale. They don't go in the cemetery. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Someone's got to mow the lawn. They I put, think they do just. Do they have, like, cemetery goats? I think they like... invented a, a lawn mowing Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> Because Way it's on the Hellmouth. They have advanced robots there, it's I mean true. I gotta say. So it's on the Hellmouth, so they just put this little <laughs> this little lawn mowing Roomba together. How many yeah, you know, like a decade before Roombas happened. What's that? Who digs the graves? Um well it's during the day they dig. Yeah, but they what do they mow during the but I mean still, like it's not, I think point. I think if there isn't a grave that needs to be dug, they don't go in that shit. <laughs> because they're fucking vampires. <laughs> <laughs> true but still like like they haven't touched it for whatever reason like nobody's walked through the cemetery i i would say that being (laughs) being a grave digger in sunnydale is probably more dangerous than being like a crab fisherman in alaska what if they just hire vampires to do it what if they have vampires on the payroll to dig the graves for the the grave digging vampire well if the mayor's in charge of hiring who digs the graves then i bet that is exactly what happens yeah or or something that just eats corpses. I'm surprised there's any corpses left. <laughs> like, it's really surprising whenever they dig up a grave and they're still there. Like, whoa, look at that, a body. <laughs> the 
think it's just a corpse eating demon who's like, oh, um, yeah, um, totally. um. <laughs> burp. Like a Tim Burton, <laughs> like stripey snake. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I gotta say, you know, way to let him know how to how to where to dig, Giles. <laughs> like, oh, between the four crosses, that's great. It's, yeah, it's just it's yeah. Yeah, so uh, the, vamp- the vampires are digging, and it's consecrated ground, so it burns, naturally. Absalom is wearing gloves, which he could have loaned to somebody, and he and the anointed one are both terrible well, bosses. little anointed fucker. Oh, he's like, such an dig. asshole. Oh, come on. Like, bring them gloves. Bring them a shovel. Like, they only have one shovel? I think they have two, but they can't want to shovel right at the master. I mean, I understand why they've got they've got their hands in there, because they don't want to hurt the master That's bones. True. Well, and also, <laughs> Scoobies, you could have dug deeper. No shit, right? Like, seriously. Like, the master is like eight inches down, I not know. eight feet. <laughs> At least they, make him get a backhoe to get him back. I mean, come on. Seriously. Well, they managed to, like, later on, we see them in the next episode, they dig up a grave in a night. Right. They're able to Three like, of them. unearth. Three graves. True. Yeah. <laughs> they so, were saving up their energy, I guess, to get yeah. those three graves. <laughs> and they had a slayer with them. Or no, they didn't have a slayer. Yeah, she was there. She just yet. didn't participate in digging. Well, in the next one, but not to do the master. Oh right, no, yeah, no. no. But she but wouldn't still. have helped. She wouldn't help with the digging anyway, because uh, the, you know yeah, that the, goes. The men the, dig the graves, and the, the women birth the babies. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, but seriously, there were three of them. They could have dug at least four I, feet. They could have brought Angel in, and he could have rocked it out. Yeah, he totally would have done. He's he a vampire. Vampire strength is digging. Well, and he would have. He would have brought gloves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he would have been prepared for the consecrated ground. Do vampires with souls have to worry about cross? Yeah, well, yeah, they have to worry about crosses. No, yeah, right. he does. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, so yeah, but he he would have brought like gloves and a shovel, and he would have dug the crap out of that thing. And they could just, <laughs> just put the master bones in. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then he would have even helped with the holy water because he would have been thrilled to help out with something like that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they just could have done. They yeah, didn't well, do a great job. No, I'm was... kind of with Buffy. I'm being pissed about this part. I, this is the this is one of the parts that, j- that Buffy is completely justified yeah. about is being pissed off about this. She could have been a little less bitch. You know, whatever. But when she comes across them and, and it's like it's just this shallow little trough right? with missing bones, and she's like, "Oh, like for a... Christ's sake! Yeah. Do I have to be around for fucking everything?" She does. <laughs> she, she does. I know. <laughs> she is the hands, and the hands dig the graves. Apparently, <laughs> well, and the hands, and she provides the cohesion for all these things. Yeah. If Buffy isn't around, it's just a random heart spirit mind just kind of <laughs> like true, yeah. wandering around well, and, and doing all shit the times for them to dig a shitty grave is with the master and then when they actually dig one for buffy she's she's like legit in the ground right <laughs> oh my god she would have loved to be in the master's grave <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> that would have solved a lot of problems i would have loved that if after the gift she goes wandering around she's like you could have dug a shallow grave for me you motherfuckers <laughs> Ooh, let's make sure buffy's really buried in a fucking casket with like solid fucking oak and shit so i have to kill bill my way out of there <laughs> but we get ahead of ourselves <laughs> right so um so yeah they're terrible bosses but the vampires do what they say anyway they find the master's skull so that's not good at all and oh dear buffy has arrived at the bronze in time to the music oh, with and you see her feet first so you know that everybody's fucked uh <laughs> <laughs> Angel's wearing a red shirt. Interesting. Red velvet shirt. Danger. Yeah. As far as Buffy sees, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes over to and say we hello. Never see him in red again. This is one of the few times for yeah. sure. Yeah. Almost, yeah. It's like a spike shirt. Uh, so he comes over to say hello, and Buffy is obviously still angry at him. And Angel. <laughs> and as my boyfriend pointed out, watch his face when he looks at her. Oh yeah, he like whips his head like whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because she's wearing nothing. It's pretty much nothing. I mean, it, it's a it's well, a very the, classy. It's kind something of on the front, nothing yeah. really on the back. Yeah, <laughs> she she looks great. She does. She, she does. looks real good. She's uh, done her makeup and her hair, and, and she knows. <laughs> she looks like the kind of girl she always lamented not being able to look like. Cordelia. Yep. Yep. <laughs> 
And so Angel asks what he did to piss her off. Naturally, Buffy brings on the passive-aggressive. She says she moved on to the living. Ouch, Buffy. Damn, girl. Yeah, that's a burn. Damn. Girlfriend, easy. Why don't you just bring in a vial of holy water? Yeah, just put a cross on his face. Just right in the middle of the bronze. Just put a cross down his pants. (sighs) Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Buffy leaves Angel and uh, Cordelia watches her what-the-fuck meter sending off little ping noises. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Buffy meets up with Xander and Willow. She acts all cheery at first, and Willow wonders what's up with Angel, and Buffy decides she should dance with Xander. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that's what dancing looks like. Oh, Yikes. This, I, is, this is terrible, Buffy. This really is, it's only, like, Ugh. okay, and we've got one of my favorite songs playing in the background, which is really confusing to me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it the way that they dance, and it took me a while to figure out if he was into it or not. Because it's like... He's freaked. He's freaked. It's like he wants it to be real because if it was real, he'd be stoked. But he's pretty sure it's not. Yeah. Well, and, he, and, and, and when we were watching this, I mean, it's obvious that he doesn't really touch her. She puts his hands on her and he's yeah. holding back and he's he's got his jaw clenched. She's freaking out. Yeah. And since she was partying all summer, she's been practicing this. Oh, yeah. Like she is so. practiced up. She looks like she knows what there she's doing. There are a lot of blue bald guys in L.A. right now. <laughs> 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 yeah, for real. Yeah, so we really see Buffy's laser-guided pain delivery system at work here. <laughs> this is this is not the last time we're going to see this. Buffy little laser shark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. exactly how I picture it, actually. Yeah. Uh, she manages to hurt and seriously hurt Angel, Xander, and especially Willow all at the same oh. time. And I'm surprised that Chibamato made it out unscathed. I know. Right? <laughs> Good God. It's like, a <laughs> it's like a grenade or something. Yeah, she totally is. But, wow. Uh, we see this kind of destruction at a dance club later with another slayer sure do hmm. gets her all worked up and then goes to talk to angel yeah ouch yeah <sighs> love you faith <laughs> <laughs> we love you you're so awesome you got a bad rap man <laughs> yeah i can't imagine why face snapped couldn't yeah, be I the laser guided pain delivery well, system yeah. could it mm. oh so then then buffy gets even more all up on xander and says that i ever thank you for saving my life he replies that no, she didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Buffy and, says and his no is like brace for impact yeah. kind of no. And he's, I think he's kind of expecting a thank you, probably, because yeah. he thinks that Buffy's still a normal person. But he just says no. Right. And uh, Buffy says, don't you wish I would, and leaves him standing there with what is probably a very embarrassing problem that requires a textbook. Uh, <laughs> whether he liked it or not. Yeah. She was right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, um, also, having a girl he's got a crush on, old dancing up on him a second ago, doesn't look happy. No, doesn't no, look he, happy. He looks like he got kicked. He does, in, right in his happy place. Yeah, yeah, and also not happy. Willow and Angel. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure there's a reason why Buffy doesn't actually thank Xander for saving her life. Um, she wishes he hadn't, right? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Like this is this is full on Death Wish Slayer. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, and hating everybody you love or everybody who loves you and cares about you is one of the first steps to. It's how um, you become one girl in all the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it really is. Just alienation. Yeah. You know, and then if she is only one girl in all the world, then if something happens to her, she doesn't have to worry about what happens to everybody around her. Very true. Yeah. Woof. Also, easier to get yourself killed if you don't have your family and friends. Very true. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's that. And then as I'm talking about it, I kind of feel like, I wonder if there's some resentment because she died. Like mm-hmm. Buffy died, and yeah, she came back feeling strong or whatever. But, but she still died. She got she died, and she immediately had to go save people. Right. Like she didn't get to die. She, right. She didn't get to mourn herself. She, she didn't, didn't get to get go to, have. She didn't get to go have a nap. Yeah. She didn't get to cry <laughs> on anybody's well, and, shoulder. Right. Well, and she was. Uh, I mean, 
she was crying a little bit, but then she went off to the dance where she had to be around people and act all perky again. Yeah, totally, because everybody just needed her to be normal. Right. She got no chances to exactly. grieve. Because her friends cannot accept her as a slayer or a human person with issues. Issues. Uh, she <laughs> can only be the perfect superhero to them. Yeah. And that true. is never going to change yeah. in and the it, whole series. If she had been able to realize maybe who Angel is or who Giles is and right. lean on them. Well, at the end, she does realize who Angel is. That's true. And so that's can, something. Because he is a real person and she can lean on him. And he's been through some shit. Yeah. yeah and and, and, and that, that does support um, uh, your theory about Angel not being a shadow or mm-hmm. not being a metaphor or not being anything like that, not being any kind of symbol, but just being another person. Yeah. That's true. and yeah. But there is nothing worse than needing help and asking for it and not getting it. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yes. It's better to go Slayer Buffy and just alienate yourself from everything <laughs> yes. than to feel that kind of rejection. Well, and and uh, we're going to see that with Faith, too. It is better, you know, because Faith is all Slayer, so we could see exactly what would happen to Buffy. And oh. they, they show us really explicitly, too, in The Wish. But um, this is what this is what Faith does, too. She sees she's not being accepted in the group, so she tells herself, I don't want to be in that group. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what the Slayers do. Yeah. This is how Slayers are. This is That's how Slayers true. have always been until Buffy. Yeah. Yeah. And even Buffy has to fight it. Absolutely. She's got to fight it tooth and nail. She has to fight this harder than a lot of things that yeah. she has to fight. Um, so outside, Cordelia calls Buffy on her bullshit and the crowd goes wild. Or at least the little, <laughs> the little crowd in my head does. And honestly, Buffy, when Cordelia fucking Chase is telling you you're being a bitch, you're being a bitch. <laughs> and I have to thank this episode for giving me the, the phrase, spank your inner womp or whatever. <laughs> I use it all the time and nobody knows what I'm saying. It's so awesome. But it makes me happy. Oh, I love Cordy. Uh, Cordy tells, uh, tells Buffy to get the fuck over it already because she's driving the people who care about her away. Despite being too much for her own shadow self, Buffy doesn't give a shit and leaves with the network TV equivalent of giving the finger. Right. But if she hadn't put that hood up, she still would have been able to be a slayer and help Cordy. Yeah, I know. She gets tackled Big right fucking hood fucks everything up. Yes. And uh, Cordelia, after threatening to have what I presume would be the same kind of and uh, way hotter non-dance with Angel, <laughs> is kidnapped by vampires. <laughs> <laughs> The vampires force Cordelia down some stairs into a room, and she finds an unconscious Jenny Calendar. And Cordy has got to be wondering what it is with her and unconscious teachers. Because <laughs> that's like two now, right? Yeah. Like a dead one and the two unconscious ones. That's very true. <laughs> Buffy's in the cemetery, and she's discovered that the master is no longer in his grave. She's scared, and she gets she uh, gets the master vision uh, PTSD for a second. Yeah, the Borean is still. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, in the student lounge, Willow is trying to explain to Giles that there's something seriously wrong with Buffy. Uh, Giles does not approve of whatever <laughs> raspberry beverage that was, by the way. Watch him drink it. Like, rewind it and watch it a few times because it's really funny. Over and over and over again. We had to beckon in the Snard's boyfriend to go and watch this scene. <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, Xander protests uh, until he realizes that his entire argument relies on Buffy being very attracted to him suddenly, and then he agrees with Willow. Yeah. Xander's um, full of the dumb. Yeah. So he's just... <laughs> Oh, Xander. after dumb after oh, dumb. Oh, Xander. Willow is sure that the culprit is a possessing thing. <laughs> <laughs> They're thinking that maybe some of the master's evil rubbed off on Buffy, and that's why she's being such a bitka. <laughs> <laughs> and bitka cracks me up, but Giles is, yes, afterwards cracks me up so much more. <laughs> This is one of those, I gotta point it out, this is one of those great scenes that's cutting our tension, 
Yes. Just tension, tension, tension. Let's just have a breath. Yes. Have a breath over that horrible <laughs> dancing thing. Yeah. And we're just having a moment. We're having, and it's we're, really, it's a really it's, funny scene. It's really it's lovely. really, really funny. And just watching what these three are like without Buffy there. Yes. And they're hilarious. <laughs> there should be more yes, of these three. Really they're so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Giles, though, as we saw with his knowing look when Buffy was training, is pretty sure that Buffy's trauma has left her with issues. Uh, and, uh... Buffy appears over his shoulder, though, and Xander segues with a thud into a conversation about trout. Uh, <laughs> and trout, according to Giles, is, is a fish. <laughs> and indeed, he, it is. It is a fish. Is true. But, but Xander, not the only one with a little bit of the dumb right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you get segued with that, too, with that kind of a thunk, <laughs> I don't know what else you can do. Trout? Like, uh, it's, it's fish. It's like I mean, I, that's all I can come up with too. <laughs> it's true. Like this is it swims in the river. I, I would say it's tasty, <laughs> <laughs> which is about the same as it's true. It's, it's yes. it, it tastes good. With I, I fished for trout once. Um, <laughs> yes. Are, are there <laughs> trout in England? Oh yeah. Are there? Like okay. all through England. That's, well, Scotland is where fly fishing was invented. Oh, get out. Spay rod. From, oh. uh, yep. Spay oh. rod is a is a a wonderful fly fishing rod that was invented in Scotland. Two-handed, huge rod. Boom. Yeah. Jen's yeah. the kind of person who ties her own flies. I do. Well, when yeah. I used to fish all the time, anyway. <laughs> I haven't fished in a while, but I can still tie my own flies. Yes. Yeah, it's it's fun. Um, <laughs> so he asks Buffy if she slept well, and she tells him the master is gone. She knows why, too. They're going to bring him back. Buffy's pissed at Giles now, of course, because when you're running out of friends, you should definitely go after your replacement dad, too. (laughs) (laughs) So Willow steps in to defend Giles, and Buffy snaps that she wants less input from the civilians, and Xander snaps at her, as as he should. Yes. And before this can become a real fight... the only person who gets to make Willow feel like shit is Xander. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Which, if you've ever had a younger sibling, as I uh, do... That's kind of your philosophy. Yeah, like, totally. the only person yeah. who can pick on you is me. Anybody yeah. else picks on you, I'm going to fucking kill him. <laughs> That's pretty much how it goes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, before this can become a real fight, and it's about to, the way that Buffy is staring at Xander. Oh, yeah. She's got the eye lock like the dog. She's going to kill him. Yeah. He's gonna, she's going to kill him in the student lounge in front of Snyder and Giles. Yeah. Yeah, so Snyder, uh, Snyder steps in. Thrilled. Yeah, he would. Finally, jail. He's been helping. Yeah. Uh, so Snyder steps in and tells everyone to go back to school and also work at your Giles. Uh, Snyder's six or maybe five senses tell him that Buffy is nothing but trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and will undoubtedly end up in, uh, expelled and in jail. Revealingly, Giles says that Snyder should give Buffy a chance and that she uh, might surprise him. Sounds like Giles knows what he's talking about. Uh, Snyder decides that Giles is weird. <laughs> After watching Band Candy, every time I see <laughs> Snyder, all I can hear is, Summers, you drive like a spaz. <laughs> I know. That's all I can hear. I could write an ode to Band Candy. I love it so. <laughs> We're going to do like a four-hour show oh, on Band man. Candy, I swear to God. As we should. A two-parter or something. Totally. <laughs> well, maybe and we should do one alone and one with guests. Because I, I know there's got to be people out there who want to talk about it. That would be a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I Gentle listeners, if you are a huge fan of Band Candy and have stuff to say, mm-hmm. please let us know. Do we have any chocolatiers out there, maybe? Yes. 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 Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you must bring chocolate. Yes. Or uh, any uh, any witches who worship chaos? Or, yes. Um, Janus. Any yes. fans of Janus? Any, yes. Janus. <laughs> who's actually the god of duality, not chaos. But uh, but in Ovid, he says, the ancients called me chaos. Oh. Interesting. Although, when you do divide the self, it would lead to chaos. Well, it's just what the ancients called him. It's true. Yeah. 
All right. Well, plenty of time for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so if, if you have any of these things or you just are such a rabid fan of this, you can quote every single line. Um, hook us up. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Yep. Especially if you're in town, if you're in Salt Lake City or Utah proper. It'd be groovy. Yeah, it would. But we could figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the library, uh, Giles is translating Latin on the fly. This is difficult, by the way. Latin is basically the words in a sentence in well, order of importance. And you determine the order in the English translation by how the words themselves end and kind of match everything up. And no, I'm not kidding. It's hard. And, and it's Sumerian best... on top of that. Yeah, well, yeah, it's translation from original Sumerian, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But... I mean, it's it's best done with a piece of paper and a pencil and, and a very large eraser, Giles. Don't try to... <laughs> uh, uh, five languages or not. That's fucking hard to just read Latin. Uh, so, very unfortunately for him, the ritual to raise the master has some fuzzy language about needing the blood of the person who is closest to the master. I can imagine Latin being the worst possible language for this to be written in. <laughs> <sighs> and I know what I'm talking about because uh, yeah. I failed and it. someone else <laughs> knew what they are talking about because... Oh, it's totally plausible. Uh, yeah, the way he <laughs> phrases it, too. It's like it was poorly translated into Latin from Sumerian. Yeah, and even even if this was a, a, a full-on, just from Latin, this is the worst possible language <laughs> because out of and, like, it, it's impossible. So <laughs> you just have to interpret anyway. And something from another language, no. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Buffy thinks that uh, this must mean her because everything does and... That's not correct, but it's a fair conclusion to ju- jump to, considering how her life tends to go, and considering that all the people she's currently talking to right now are metaphors for her, because it's all about <laughs> Buffy. It's true. And also, <laughs> I find it interesting, this is the only time she talks plainly in the whole episode. That's true. This and is the only time she just is, she's like, well, yeah. And poor girl is wrong. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it but she, she just wants to talk about the fact that she died, though. Yeah, that's, like, oh, that's very this true. This is that's her very true. first chance to talk about the fact that she fucking died. Yeah. And then killed the master. And everybody's just moving about their life. Okay, now I understand why Poi Buffy's pissed. I just got pissed on behalf of Buffy. Oh, I, I get I pissed on I finally feel be- it. <laughs> I, I get pissed on behalf of Buffy, too. Yeah. It's just. What she did no, to I Willow mean, yeah, is she's, bad. She's doing the, the wrong thing. I've, I have always understood why, why she is pissed. This. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, I, it's, I it's a very unproductive way to handle human relations, but she's a slayer. Yes. So it's what happens. Yeah. So we're a little hard on Buffy, but we completely no, I understand. Totally, well, I've had a hard time relating because of what she's doing. But now that I'm actually talking about it, like, no, well, she has a reason to be angry. Like, they are moving on with their lives as if nothing has happened. Well, and, and, and you want to get even more pissed? Like, yeah. like 20 minutes later, Xander says he has no idea what her issues are. Oh, Xander. <laughs> oh, Xander. Such a, <laughs> you're such a penis no, sometimes. True. Yeah, penis. you really can be. But yeah, so she's just, I, I get it. I totally yeah. get it. Oh, yeah. Because she didn't get to process. Everybody just, she had to go back to L.A., they just buried the master. And they're like, oh, tee, everything's fine. Everything's fine. We buried we the master. We didn't even have vampires until you came back. Ha ha. Yeah. And we Fuck you guys. Terrible. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. I mean, total. But Angel's not really part of that. No, no. She should not take it out on Angel. And Will is kind of, yay, about everything. But mm-hmm. she didn't deserve what she, I mean, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. So it's not good. Uh, I, I will say, uh, uh, Buffy presents her, her theory. Uh, and Giles and Buffy's mind aren't sure that's right. So, mm-hmm. Xander is just starting to wonder uh, when the ceremony might happen. When a rock comes through, uh, comes crashing through the window, Buffy catches it because she's all a slayer right now, <laughs> and immediately recognizes the bracelet holding the required rock note. <laughs> That's a necklace. It was the necklace Cordy was wearing. Uh, I thought she said it was a bracelet. Well, 
the Where jewelry. Does, we'll call yeah. it the jewelry. Corey so was um, wearing it around her neck. <laughs> I think Buffy so. says it's a bracelet. I think Buffy <laughs> says it's a bracelet. <laughs> With how small Chris McCarpenter is, it could That's be a good point. <laughs> so we'll, we'll call it jewelry. Yes. Um, and I might be I might be wrong. No, I, I, I noticed it wrong. because I love chokers. Yeah. And it, she was wearing. Well, it and as she a looks fabulous. So, uh, <laughs> so she recognizes the the jewelry as a uh, <laughs> as belonging to Cordy because of course she noticed Cordy's jewelry. Uh, busted Buffy. You've been watching <laughs> Cordy, and you're totally in tune to the shadow self right now. <laughs> The note indicates that they should plan on rescuing Cordelia from the bronze before the vampires make her, according to Xander, a lovely dinner. <laughs> I like to think that he imagined, like, cloth napkins and candles with a perfectly paired <laughs> wine. I, went. I totally went to, like, the Italian restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to cook her dinner. With somebody playing a violin and stuff. <laughs> well, then I love his immediate, oh, pretend I didn't <laughs> say that. But you could just see for a second in his head, Cordy sitting there with a really nice wine <laughs> and the cloth napkins and everything's all perfectly laid oh, out. Yeah, totally. And the vampires are giving her like a chicken or something because the idea of cordy actually being in danger <laughs> right. is kind of ludicrous even though she has been how many times yeah, but she she's has. tough as shit yeah. so. well because she's buffy's shadow self right so she's just as tough, tough as buffy right you know? without the superpowers yeah right yeah. yeah but yeah the idea of cordy actually being in mortal danger at this point right. is a little abstract i think yeah for xander yeah. anyway well and xander doesn't see cordy as a real person yet so no there's no. that We'll see if that changes in the next episode. Hmm. I wonder if it will. Could they be setting something up? No, not in this no. show. No, long-term plans? No. <laughs> so Buffy is all set to storm off and save the day when Willow, Xander, and Giles object. Buffy says, I can't do it anymore. I can't look after the three of you guys while I'm fighting. You know, never mind that she would be completely dead right now if not for Xander. And hey... Maybe that's what she's going for. Uh, both earlier and later in the series, it seems like Buffy's intent really is to protect her friends, but that's definitely not the vibe I'm getting now. No, no. She's she wants to go off and die. Yeah, she wants to go off and die, and she's bitter about having to save them after she died. Right. Yeah, that's what I think, too. Yeah. Uh, Willow wisely points out how this is really, really a trap. Uh, Buffy isn't impressed because she knows that already. And Willow finally asks what the fuck is wrong with her. Uh, Buffy just says this is her fight and leaves. Outside the bronze, Buffy's tragically underdeveloped Slayer senses pick up on Angel, so score win for the tragically underdeveloped Slayer senses. Uh, I, I guess they work better when Buffy's human side has taken a powder. <laughs> yeah, and, so, and Angel's back in Angel uniform. He is indeed. Yep. And she, of course, calls him a stalker. Uh, he says he's there to help, and she points out that he's a vampire again, and yeah, he knows Buffy. <laughs> Insult his jacket or something instead. <laughs> Isn't it interesting that she keeps pointing out that he's a vampire, and she sees him as the master? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I yeah. think that's why he, she, I think we said it at the time, mm -hmm. um, that's why he, uh, she wouldn't let him touch her when she was having her meltdown in the library when she found out she was going to die. Oh, I yeah. I mean, I think that's exactly it. He yeah, is, totally. He, that's what he is. Yeah, he is he's a vampire. He's the embodiment of the enemy. Right. Despite the fact that he has a soul and she's in love he's with him. He's still a vampire. Yeah. It doesn't take away the fact that he is the reason that she exists. Right. That she's in this. Because, yeah, yeah, just kill vampires. Yep. But uh, as we've seen frequently through Xander's acting of, as Buffy's heart, the closer Buffy gets to her true Slayer side, the more she becomes anti-vampire. Uh, Angel, ever the nicest guy in the world, says that she has to trust someone, and Buffy says she trusts herself. And we really should have a little bell that we ring every time Buffy sounds exactly like Faith will. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> oh, that is... You have a ring on. That's still shitty. No, that's... Uh. Ding! <laughs> <laughs> Whiskey 
glasses aren't going to cut it. <laughs> no, they're not gonna. Uh, then, of course, instead of talking about her feelings, Buffy taunts Angel. She invites him to fight her. And she really, really, really doesn't mean fight here. Poor Angel is very uncomfortable. He doesn't know whether to be turned on or not. He's not yeah, sure. He's like, yeah. He reminds her that she has a job to do, you know, saving people instead he of tormenting folks who like her. Thing. Yeah, he gets a little, yeah. with, his, with his non-breath, he gets a little breathy. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, she's still all just snappy with him. And in the bronze, there's a crying brunette. Uh, without seeing her face, Buffy immediately identifies this as not Cordelia. Oh, and what a danger sign, because the light's right on her, and we've she's got, wearing this long red leather coat. And we a red pool table. Yeah. With a, a, you know, she, and she's all with a red uh, leather uh, jacket thing, coat. Danger, danger, danger. And again, this is lit, like, the scene itself is lit like a stage production. Yeah, yeah. And Absolutely. even when we're looking up later in the bronze, we're looking up and we can see the light rigging and everything. Like this feels like that black Absolutely. box um, aesthetic that I'm just loving. And we we're starting to get to it more in season two, and it just gets more and more informed from here on. But absolutely, oh, it's so good. <laughs> I mean, and this is obviously not Cordelia because she's yeah. crying. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, if the brunette. We're yelling and throwing things and threatening everyone. That would be more likely to be Cordelia. Or just waiting for them to rescue her. Like, oh, there you are. God, where have you been? <laughs> I've had God. to pee for like eight hours. But you know, if Buffy walks in and, Cord- well, as we will see, when Buffy walks in and Cordy's in danger, she's like, oh, Buffy, thank God. You know, yeah. she, there was no, there's no crying. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, the vampire who is not Cordelia says that she won't tell where the real Cordelia is. And this vampire drew the short straw, didn't she? Go taunt the Slayer and make sure you let her know that you have vital information. Yeah, pass. It was like earlier when um, when Angel mentions that the Anointed has power mm-hmm. because the others follow him. That's his only power. Well, yeah, persuasion. Yeah, is persuasion. Yeah, he is people told this digging vampire in vampires to do digging it. in the consecrated ground, and mm-hmm. this vampire is going to be like, "Okay, I'll die and Slayer torture me." That's yeah, no like she's just well, and yeah. I was so fucking pass. <laughs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, go see if Spike's in town yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> Do I know? <laughs> but yeah, it's that's the only power he has, and as we see later, that's uh, easily stripped away. It doesn't work on everybody. Nope. <laughs> Angel immediately sizes up the situation and points out how the other vampires don't really seem to to be here at all to you know execute the trap. This gets Buffy's attention. In the library, Willow is still worried about Buffy, while Xander is still pissed at Buffy. Uh, Giles has figured out the translation, which finally reveals that indeed it was all a trap, but it was a trap for them. It isn't closest as in relationship, it's closest as in proximity, and there are vampires in the library. Well, shit! <laughs> and he has that very British little... Oh, shit. Yeah, just Oh, dead. oh, well, yeah. shit. Look at all these vampires in the library. <laughs> this is very, very bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was a trap. Because we've seen Not Giles afraid. Well, yeah, he says, but, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was afraid of the clown, and he was afraid of the puppet, so. Yeah. Because so he's wise. He's legitimately afraid. Yes. But now he's just kind of like, shit. Yep. Had yeah. Hmm. <laughs> back at the bronze, Buffy has uh, has got not Cordy all tied up, and she leaves her with <laughs> Angel, saying she'll be back. She arrives at the trashed library. This will be uh, a scene that's echoed much later. Yeah. Uh, Xander, bloodied, emerges from behind a table. She tries to help him, but he shakes her off. He's pissed filling her, her in on how the vampires uh, she was going to handle took Giles and Willow. He tells her that he doesn't know or care what her issues are and that if she'd worked with the team this wouldn't have happened. Buffy is focused on finding them, but Xander throws in how if anything happens to Willow, he'll kill Buffy. Okay. <laughs> a lot of stuff going on here. <laughs> on the literal character side, I'm hoping this is a heat of the moment thing because, number one, good luck with that, Xander. 
Slayers are not easy to kill. No. <laughs> Even if you are also a slayer. Well, um, I think it's supposed to have a lot of weight behind it because of that. Yeah. You know, a, I, lot of, a lot of heart, so to speak. Yes, a it. lot of heart. And, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, he's going to kill Buffy for making a mistake. I mean, really? <laughs> and, and uh, it looks like... Kettle. What's that? Pot kettle? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Xander makes mistakes all the time. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like that part of Buffy's dream was right, doesn't it? I mean, Xander would kill Buffy if Willow got hurt. Yeah. That means, that says it all right there. Mm -hmm. Willow is most the most important thing to Xander, and that's fine. But don't be pretending that Buffy's your bestest, bestest bud if she's not. Yeah. Um. So, ouch, for yeah. Buffy. I mean, well, that just proves everything she that. has suspected. Mm -hmm. uh, number three, uh, he doesn't know where her issues are. I mean, I talked about this a second ago, but he had them explained to him. And <laughs> like, he was the one there when she was dead. Right. He brought her back to life. I mean, he, if anybody, should understand. And, I mean, just for him to say that again, I mean, if he said, I don't, I don't care what your issues are, that's yeah. fine. Well, that but I don't know what your issues are. Of course you know. Everyone in this show has explained them to you, except for Buffy. Yeah. But all of her other parts have explained very clearly what's wrong with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, be pissed at her for being mean. And be pissed at her for making a mistake. Whatever. Unreasonable. But fair. Fine. But there are a lot of very good reasons why she's a little off right now. Yeah. Well, and he was like, I understand Willow not understanding. Because she just wasn't there. She right. didn't see Buffy but die. Like, he, it's still I mean, academic for He her. watched Angel drag her dead body out of the pond and then perform CPR. Yeah. And he and was the one who kept telling her she was weak. Uh-huh. You know, you don't think that, oh, she's only weak when you're trying to be all big protective man. I see how it is. Yeah. But she is, she couldn't have been traumatized by that. No, it's still, oh, it's, it's very problematic. <sighs> Definitely. And of course, uh, I mean, on the metaphor side, this all makes sense. Buffy's heart is showing us that she realizes she screwed up and she blames herself for Willow and Giles getting kidnapped. This will oh. happen again when Xander starts going off the rails and being complete fucking dickhole. It's because he's being the metaphor. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the many layers of Xander. Indeed. Not a big dumb guy, but a metaphor. Um, so back to the show. <laughs> uh, Buffy does not, to her credit, give him a kill me bitch please look but instead asks him why the kidnappers didn't take xander with them he relates giles's uh, new translation and buffy figures out the rest they need to find out where the potential sacrifices were taken so um which means it's vampire torturing time and ding <laughs> <laughs> so of course that was a watcher that they tortured <laughs> but still yes torturing thing <laughs> so buffy is quite the creative torturer <laughs> yeah. and angel and xander look really uncomfortable they really look but not, yeah. they can't stop her i mean she's a fucking vampire oh, slayer. No. Yeah. uh so what finally works is shoving her cross into not cordy's mouth and holding it shut and wow yeah faith would be so impressed but <laughs> <laughs> like, i never thought it oh she'd be turned on oh yeah 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 and she gets more frustrated <laughs> call me faith <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's it's you know it's bad when former Angelus looks uncomfortable. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's wow. Yeah, but it worked. It did very effective. The next thing we see. So you know, starring <laughs> Buffy as Jack Bauer, it worked. The torture worked fine. Yeah. <laughs> so the Anointed One and Absalom are kicking off the ritual. They unveil their set of unconscious humans hanging upside down, and of, of course. Uh, and I instantly feel bad for the actors. Oh, me too. Oh, God. 
They, I think but they were. I mean, how many takes? They were hanging upside down for a long time. I mean, yeah. I'm sure they got lots of breaks and stuff. Well, but they, they have harnesses and things. They're not actually just hanging. Right, but still, but upside down is does not feel good. No, it doesn't. So yeah. Kudos so to them for taking one for the team on that one. And they look really limp. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, Buffy, Angel, and Xander kind of just stroll in. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy sees her friends hanging there unconscious and zones out for a second. PTSD again. Uh, when she comes back, she lays out the plan to Angel and Xander. Basically, they get the humans out, and she'll, she'll create a distraction by slaying everyone else. <laughs> that seems wonderfully straightforward. I yeah. love Slayer Buffy sometimes. I like Slayer Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mid-ritual, one of the vampires dusts to reveal Buffy in an awesome, <laughs> awesome moment. And I had to, we had to pause it so I could show Snart this part. She looks around nonchalantly while the vampires lose their shit and attack her. <laughs> Just seriously, right after she does that vamp, gentle listeners, pay attention because she just, she's just standing there. She looks to the side and she looks to the other side. <laughs> she's like, what? <laughs> uh, Absalom sends the anointed one to safety and goes after Buffy with the throat slashing knife. Angel and Xander, working as a cute little team again, start reeling in the unconscious folks while Buffy rather magnificently beats the stuffing out of all the vampires. They get everyone laid out on the on the ground safely, and then Angel takes on an attacking vamp. Buffy is starting to make some headway with the dusting of vampires, and uh, her numbers are looking better. Angel and his vamp crash through the floor or ceiling or whatever that is. I have a hard time with the geography of well, the I, it, warehouse. Yeah, they're they're up on uh, like a loading, it's like a landing thing. Yeah, like yeah. a yeah. I I think of it as um like this is maybe where you load things into the top of the truck. Gotcha. And then so that would be where you can hoist stuff up uh the hoisting area yeah of course. so the, the hoisting <laughs> door if this was a barn it would make more sense right it seems like a barn yeah kind of but yeah so it's, it's a cement barn i guess yeah with wood yeah yeah but i mean they that conveyor belt that they have everyone hanging from right. that's definitely something for loading onto like a train or whatever right um so yeah i think it's that kind so of they crash through a thing yeah and land on another thing uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah. again we have the kind of the theatrical definitely aesthetic definitely here. and I'm not, I'm not complaining i just couldn't yeah. get the geography in my head no, no, no. i i think it's it's like if there are just train tracks going through the set it would make more sense to you yeah it's like it would be a coal dumping or something like that yeah. i would assume it was a yeah, coal dumping totally. area. yeah uh so uh giles and, and uh, jenny are conscious and they're all worried about each other and it's so cute and i get <laughs> sad uh you know so Giles, being a dad, asks where Buffy is, and Xander, with an unconscious willow, says Buffy is working out her issues. Uh, she really is, too, d- delivering a very crunchy beating to the, one of the last remaining vampires. Uh, Angel stakes his vamp, and Buffy kicks hers around some more, but Absalom appears with a sledgehammer, because he also thinks he's in Fallout. <laughs> uh, Buffy quips, and that's good to see. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay, the quipping. Oh, thank God, the quipping isn't dead. Of course... Full Slayers also equipped, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, Absalom charges her, and she does a nifty little trick with the store, uh, the torch that renders the random vampire dust in Absalom a, a, a big fireball, and then dust. Buffy is completely emotionless, emotionless, and so badass until they're gone, and then starts to unravel. Buffy's spirit and is conscious now, and comments that it's over, but her heart knows it isn't. Buffy takes the sledgehammer and pounds the shit out of the master's bones. Her friends watch as she starts to cry, and Angel goes to her. Uh, he holds her while she dissolves into sobs, as uh, slayers tend to do with Angel when they're at the end of their <laughs> rope. Ding! <laughs> also, in the background is the beginning of Buffy and Angel's love song. Um, oh, I didn't you know. notice the love song. That's good. Yeah, I do get a little, I get a little uh, verklempt in the scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I, I love that she finally has someone to lean on. 
You know, that's yeah. what gets me is that there's just she never leans on anybody. Yeah. And now. finally, I mean, an angel, of course, it's angel. Yeah. That's what she needs. Because mm-hmm. well, he, he seems to. Well, and Snyder jo- and I were joking about this while we were watching this. That, like, this is probably like the seventh slayer that Angel's oh, like yeah. giving a hug. It's, like, it's okay. <laughs> like, it's, it's okay. probably just what happens to Angel. Like, he's just, he's like just chilling and strolling around, and there's a sad slayer, and he's like, oh shit. And he runs over, and they cry on him. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's, my boyfriend Alex seems to have this effect on people. <laughs> like, crying girls just seem to need to get a hug from him. And Grant, he's the world's best hugger, he gives the, bus, the best hugs i've ever had but yeah like somehow he just manages to be like the the guy that everyone needs to cry on well he's adorable so, that, that yeah helps. that helps yeah. he's he's very calming but yes. yeah I, yes. I i have seen this effect happen <laughs> so angel has that 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 superpower tuned to slayers yeah <laughs> like well, that's actually the watchers council they should hook up with him because if they have a slayer who's gonna lose you know lose yeah, a grip but I, they just just send that slayer over to angels and he'll give him a hug well, knowing the Watcher's Council, a crying slayer is a broken slayer, and they're just going to kill her and get a new one. Good point. Because they're, they're just really happy about that reincarnation factor there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they hit the lottery <laughs> this time. Yeah. But so, yeah, uh, I just, I love that she finally leans on somebody. Yes. And he he situates himself right there. He's like, come on. Okay, here we go. Give I me. know you need to have yeah. a hug. Well, and he's actually been through what she's going through. Exactly. That's the, that's the thing about Angel. I mean, that's why Faith goes to Angel to talk, um, mm-hmm. because he has been there. Yeah, well, and in a way, Angel's died twice. Because oh, yeah. he died to become a vampire, but then his vampire self died to become whatever he is now, this insoled yeah. thing that's halfway in between. Right. Well, twice and counting. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe a few more times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at school, Cordelia, thank God, is still hilarious and still her Cordelia self, and Jenny <laughs> Callender handles her perfectly. <laughs> Oh, across the courtyard in almost a literal mirror, we have Buffy and Giles. Giles' collar is weird again, for whatever reason. Maybe it's just that shirt. I don't know. Uh, Buffy is worried about seeing Xander and Willow. And interestingly, she doesn't mention that she's worried about seeing them because she was extremely cruel. She's just talking about how she puts them in danger. Yeah. I mean, there's some... This is... Honestly, this is some more evidence for our theory that Buffy is only taking responsibility for stuff that wasn't really her fault. I mean... Sure, she screwed up running into what she thought was a trap for her, but she legitimately did her best with the information that she had all while having to hurry so she could save Cordelia. But what about being the mean girl from hell? I mean, nothing? No, nothing. <laughs> Buffy, nothing? No, no, <laughs> huh. no. It's funny. All the, all the other million times I watched this episode in this scene, I had thought for some reason that Buffy felt ashamed about going full Cordelia, but, but yes, no. because she seems actually embarrassed about it. Right. Few times that she's left them there to be in danger before, right? Um, like the whole hell mouth issue. Yeah, you know, I mean, maybe. Uh, um, like, and she's made mistakes as the, before. I, yeah, but she's never been the danger, right? So yeah, it is interesting. I guess that's it's maybe just, the it, only thing that they can all wrap their heads around. Well, and then Giles is talking to her like it's actually the real issue. He says, "I admit you acted wrongly." Right. But he's and he's still kind of like he's trying to talk about the whole thing while just talking about what she wants to talk about because he yeah. kind of knows what she's doing. Yeah. But she is just fixated on. I almost got them killed. That's true. It's interesting. It is. Interesting. She's focused on this. Make the mistake she made as a slayer, not the mistake she made as a human. Mm-hmm. And this, but this will be a pattern. So you know. yeah, I will. <laughs> this is not the last time we see this. No. Uh, so Giles reassures her that she did her best and she made a mistake, and then he asks. Uh, what are you going to do? Crawl inside a cave for the rest of your life? And this is an interesting line. 
even to somebody like me who knows very little about philosophy, this sounds like a Plato's allegory of the cave reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Buffy's dream, we had the apple, the symbol of knowledge that cannot be undone. And uh, here we have the cave, a symbol of what? Being able to see and never unsee things as they really are. It's the same idea. Yeah, totally. Um, even if Buffy did crawl back into the cave, she would still know the shadows aren't reality. So that's sneaky, sneaky, sneaky writing. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky yeah. show. It's really good. And, yeah. and of course, it is quipped immediately after with, would it have cable? Yeah. <laughs> so they cover <laughs> up how sneaky they are with, boom, a funny line. Yep. Uh, with this episode, it seems that Buffy has passed a milestone towards adulthood in uh, in our main metaphor, and she can't go back. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's telling us. Um, in class, a clearly nervous Buffy sits next to Xander and Willow, where they saved her a seat. Um, oh, and in back of Buffy, when she comes into the room, hmm. it says, um, Book of the Month, How Peace Comes to the World. Yep, and peace has finally come to their world. Yep. Also, um, when she walks over to the Scooby songs about <laughs> it, uh, it says, uh, your karma ran over my dogma. <laughs> Handwritten like in a scribble. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, uh, of course, uh, Buffy has no reason to be nervous because they're all back to their normal selves. Um, on the chalkboard, the teacher has written, welcome back, and indeed, welcome back, Buffy. Now, throughout the series, we will have a lot to say about how Buffy's friends treat her. They will always have a difficult time with her when she's not being a perfect superhero, and they will frequently have trouble figuring out where they belong in her life. But this is their most important role. They pull Buffy back from the brink time and time and time again. Mm -hmm. Slayers without family and friends lose track of their humanity. It's easy to do, I would think. You're infused with demon powers that make you stronger than just about anything, and you spend your time killing sentient beings and deciding who gets to be killed. And How easy would it be to give into that and lose yourself? And Buffy almost did. For the first time, a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, in a couple of seasons, we'll see a version of Buffy, you know, in The Wish. And um, this Buffy would have, uh, this is what Buffy would have become without the people who loved her enough to stop her descent into the slayerness. So, yes, uh, Buffy's friends and family saved her quite literally all the time. But this is the most important thing they do for her. Um, back in the warehouse, the anointed one is surveying the damage <laughs> to the master's bones. I hate that girl. It cracks me up. It's such a good rap Because you think he's going to do something really dramatic and evil and stuff. And he just reverts to being a little kid. Yeah, he totally does. (laughs) Well, he must because, like, she killed the master. Mm -hmm. She killed Absalom and all the other vampires. Yeah. She's just just a problem. Yeah, she is. A lot of people are going to find her a problem in the future. Yep, she's quite problematic. So that's that's the episode. Yeah. This is our our two-parter for... uh, Indeed. Happy Hanukkah, this is, Merry this is Christmas. This part the second of, of a... Yes. And before, of course, part the first, which is how it works. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and this was released on Christmas Day, hence the Merry Christmas at the beginning. Yes. So um, uh, we hope you enjoyed it, gentle listeners. Yes. And uh, if you are celebrating Christmas alone, just know that we will be podcasting. Hell Today, yeah. Probably, yeah. Hell yeah, we will. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't think we'll have anything else to do. <laughs> Christmas is just another day when a lot of us get off of work. It's true. See, for me, it's, it's uh, you know, we used to do stuff, but. Well, it's, it's um, I mean, when we were kids. Yeah, well, you know. we used to do stuff for when we were kids. And, and since then, it has turned into um, happy retail hell is over day slash, hey, by the way, did you know you're not Christian day? Right. But. It's a yeah, day off. It is. Yeah. It's lovely. And there's a lot of really great traditions, and I hope everyone's celebrating it the way they want to. Oh, yeah. If you do celebrate the holidays. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's fantastic. Yes, and, and if you want fun. to celebrate the holidays and you are not, uh, well, have a podcast. <laughs> um, 
not much else. I'm <laughs> very sorry. Um, just decorate something. Yeah. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. There's lots of great TV to watch. Oh, like yeah. Buffy. Stream something fun like yeah. Buffy's Slayer of the Vampires and Angel the Series. Totally. And if you need something more violent than that, I highly recommend Daredevil. Yes. Yes. And if you haven't watched Deadpool yet, you <laughs> must watch Deadpool. That would be a great Christmas special. Oh, man. Yeah. Love that one. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything else about this episode? No, I think we pretty much covered it. Um, you know, it's definitely not as in-depth as the last one. Yeah, it's this is the aftermath. But yeah, it's never it's quite as in depth as like the the actual, you know. Yeah, it's true, and it's it is setting up a pattern of reinvention. Yes. The first episode of each series, absolutely each season. I just went British. Yeah, you just uh, go British. Woo. Whoa, it's <laughs> enough BBC for me. Um, <laughs> but no, so we we do set up this pattern of reinvention, and we can start to watch for like episode markers. Mm-hmm. You know, like a certain number of episodes in, we do different things. There are um, very interesting patterns. Yes, definitely. Sure. And we can actually get into that in the season because mm-hmm. they knew that they were renewed. So they get a full season. A full season. Full twice season. as long as the last season. Yes. Yep. Totally. Which is good for them because <laughs> yeah. they deserve it. Uh, and we're about to get into some really juicy stuff. Looking oh, yeah. Yeah. Spike's almost here, y'all. And Drew's almost here. So close. Yeah, I'm so excited. excited. We just have to get through one more episode. Yeah. Which is also really interesting. It is a lot more interesting than I thought it would be. Yeah, me too. There's actually some stuff going on in there. Mm -hmm. Yep. So if you you are dreading some assembly required, do not, do not dread, gentle listeners. We've got some stuff. (laughs) Do not despair. Do not despair. Yes. Do not dread. It will be much like the pack, I expect. I think so too. Yeah, because now I, I look at the pack more fondly than I ever have before. Yes. There is the one character I wish would die on fire in some assembly required. And he does not die on fire. <laughs> well, because he's human. We'll get there. Let me just take a moment and imagine him on fire. <laughs> screaming, burning, burning, screaming. I feel better now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we are very much looking forward to that. Absolutely. And, uh, anyway. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> We have digressed long enough, oh, gentle listeners. we've digressed listeners. much. Uh, this is, after all, the Diagenes Club podcast where all members are exceptional. Peace out, bitches. And see you.